Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And Happy New Year. Yeah. We are back. I got my voice back. I love it. I oh. missed your voice. I bet people missed my singing. Of course they did. Yeah. I mean. I don't even have to question that they We've had it. so many messages. I, <laughs> I can't even filter through all of them. I assume they're coming to you. Yes. Uh, but yep. I, I know that they're there. They're, so. they're missing your Amber voice so much. So yeah. here you are. It's finally back. Yes. And we're doing a special fan pick week. We are, yes. We've had we've got a couple of good cases, and so why don't you kick us off this new year? First case of twenty twenty two coming at you. Yes, I am going to give you a case. I'm I'm going to tell you about a real scrub of a person today. Oh, great! Kicking Um, off twenty twenty two with with a scrub. Yes. (sighs) Our victim is an amazing woman. Um, the murderer, it just really sucks. It's an unfortunate situation okay. that I'm going to tell you about. This case was brought to us by Jasmine, <gasps> our intern. Intern Jasmine. So thank yes. you. Okay. The video, is this from the video? She yes. Oh, so you've yeah. seen some of the clips. Uh-huh. Jasmine actually sent us um, a clip of, it was kind of like the surveillance footage mm-hmm. from this case. And it really, it stuck with me. It got me thinking. It is so chilling, that that video footage and so it, it was on my mind I'm like this is probably the one I'm gonna Perfect. do yes thanks intern Jasmine we love you yes thank you so this is a very unsettling case because the murderer at the time is only 14 oh my god seriously yes I mean I saw him in the video but I had no idea and he was that young when you do see him in the video you would I mean he's a pretty good sized yeah. teenager he looks pretty tall I have a 14 year old upstairs well in two weeks he'll be 15 but he's still not that tall even when he is 15 he's not gonna be that tall <laughs> right yeah so he you would not know that he was 14 no. at the time I think this is one of those crimes that it's just it's so unspeakable because if you think about like Believing in the greater good of humanity, you would never anticipate something like this happening. Like you, you know, if you're one to believe if you're in. you're a, a, gla- a half glass full, wow, if, yeah. glass half full individual. And if you're not tainted by the world such say, as us. This is not us. Yes. You're not talking about us right now, but, but okay. Yeah, I'm, honestly, there's, I mean, you just wouldn't ever see something like this happening with a student. It's, it takes place in a school. Yeah, that's, I think, what was most shocking to me. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where you're like, no one could anticipate something like this yeah, happening. Yeah. This takes place at Danvers High School, and this is back in 2013. So where is Danvers located? It's in Massachusetts. Okay. See, when this happened, I didn't, I don't even recall hearing about this when it happened. You know, I don't either. And apparently in the area, it was a pretty big deal because it's a very oh, just sure. chilling case. But I don't remember hearing much about it either. Maybe I just wasn't. 2013, I was knee deep in toddlers and and uh, babies and just, yeah, yeah, probably not paying attention to the outside world. Same. Yeah. My son would have been born by then, so I maybe just didn't, you know, we didn't have as much social media back then. Yeah. I mean, we did, but it, Yeah, not, didn't consume. we didn't consume it like we do today. Right. So that could have been as well. Now we see 
cases all the time yeah. and news clips and all of that. So, so the, the case I'm going to tell you about is the case of Colleen Ritzer. She's our victim in the case. She was only 24 at the time that Holy this happened. Shit. I know. So young. Probably for us out of college. I mean, my gosh, she's 11 years older. As yeah. She's a teacher in yeah. the school, right? Mm-hmm. And only 11 years older than this child. I know. I know. She's, I thought of that, too. I'm like, wow. oh, my gosh. She's not much older than the so students. So young. She was a math teacher at Danvers High School. Oh, bless her heart. And I know. It takes a special person. I, really I, I went into social work because the math skills are pretty exactly. limited. Sat down with my advisor. What degree takes the least amount of math classes? <laughs> Psychology? Awesome. Sold. Sign me up. Yep. So the murderer in the ca- in this case, his name is Philip Chisholm. Mm, that sounds like Chisholm. <laughs> you know, it does. I, w- I was trying to put my finger on why I disliked that name yeah. so much. and All right. Could, Phil Jizz it is. It could easily be turned into that. Yeah, that just from here on out, I don't even really care what his real name is. Yeah, he's Phil, just Phil, Phil Jizz. <laughs> okay, and so it is. <laughs> I am, of course, going to share a little bit about Colleen first and tell you about what a wonderful person she was. Right. So and we don't do that for everyone. We have had some victims who are real dicks, and we let we you have. know that they were real dicks, but they didn't deserve to be a victim. No, certainly. and this. So Colleen is like the the nicest, oh. most wonderful human being ever. Of course, she's so. A- Teacher, like if you yes. can do that, a math teacher in high school, you're mm-hmm. a saint. Oh my gosh, you're a different breed. You really are. And so, Colleen, she was not that old. Yeah. Um, she was younger than us. She was born uh, May thirteenth of nineteen eighty nine to her parents, Peggy and Thomas Ritzer, and she was from Lawrence, Massachusetts. And this, it hurts to to think about these things, especially when it's somebody like kind of close to your age, because you're yeah. like, oh, her life was t- was cut so short, yes. you know. All these other years that been able to live almost a decade oh. longer, and yeah, mm-hmm. Colleen was described as a very loving and kind person, and she was truly loved by everyone. She was in pictures; you could just see like a warmth in her face, and she just looked super down to earth mm-hmm. and kind. And I think that that just like really showed. She really did look like a school teacher in the she video did. that Jasmine It was like she was born to be yes. a school teacher. Yes. In such a sweet way. I didn't mean that in any sort of derogatory way. I mean, she just, she, she just did. looked like such a pure teacher. And it was, she was beautiful. She was. She was very beautiful. Long brown hair. Mm. Um, it, from all of the pictures that I did see of her just growing up, there was pictures with her siblings and her family, and they were all smiling. It, it sounds like she was from, she came from a very well-adjusted, very close family. Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy. I think she had a pretty good life. Good. You know. Yeah. And, and I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but it looked like she had love and, um, you know, was close with her family. There at least is that. Yes. And it sounds like she loved teaching. This is what she wanted to do. You would have to love teaching to do teaching. You would. <laughs> I actually was going to be a teacher, and then I was like, mm, no, not so much. Like, I didn't. When I only knew you on the surface, I could see you as a teacher. But now that I know you very deeply. Like, she's an asshole. And she you would not. <laughs> you're like me. No, no. I was okay teaching at the college level, but not, I couldn't at the, you know, Same. elementary, middle, high school level. No. 
Same. Yeah. I was going to be an art teacher, actually. And then I, I was okay, like, I, I love the art. That. I don't know if I could handle the classroom. Love the art. Hate the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Moving on. Right. <laughs> so after Colleen, she graduated high school. She enrolled at the Assumption College for higher education. This is also in Mass- Massachusetts. Um, Worcestershire. Oh, it's so hard <laughs> to Worcester. say. Yes. Worcestershire. <laughs> I put the Shire on the end. Oh, okay. It's not really. Worcester, I believe. It's War- yeah, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. Forgive me for my ignorance, people. Y'all in your names, you know? Like is like the Worcestershire sauce. Yes. I mean, really. It just means why the Shire at be, the end. Why can't it just be called something else? <laughs> right. The but brown this, sauce. Just yes. that's easy. It's delicious sauce. It so is I love delicious. It. But why does it have to have such a long name? So long. With so many W's, U's, S, H. Don't put those letters together. They should never be buddied next to each other. Never, ever. But so my understanding is that this college is known for its undergraduate studies of education and teaching. So So this this, is a place to go to be a teacher. If you're going to be a teacher. Okay. Yep. That was my understanding. So... She went there, she graduated, and then she became a math teacher. And she was super devoted to her students. Everyone loved her. She would do tutoring sessions after school, like, all the time. And this is something she didn't have to do, and she didn't get paid extra to do it. I'm sure they didn't have a program where they were paying her extra. Right. So she would just do this on her own time. She tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. And it was simply because she wanted her students to be successful. To do well, right. Yeah. So super kind. And honestly, unfortunately, it's her kindness that ultimately provides our scrub with the opportunity to Uh, commit this crime because it does happen right after school in one of these um, sessions that she was holding. So that just broke my heart, too, because... Like, it, she was staying after school just doing this to help students, and it provided the him the opportunity. of her heart. Yeah, it's so sad. That is. So before I tell you what happened in this case, I'm going to tell you about Philip Chisholm. Yeah, Phil Jizz. Phil Jizz, <laughs> who is our murderer in this case. Now, I don't have a lot of info on him. There's not an extensive background. Um, so I'm just going to share with you the little bits that I did find. He was born on January 21st of 1999. All right. So he's conceived, birthed. He was birthed. Okay. Just before 2000. Mm -hmm. He was biracial. And this was just a note, an article that I, you know, Mm -hmm. not that it matters, but it was, it was noted he's biracial and he was struggling with the recent divorce of his parents. Okay. Chisholm was a soccer star at Danvers. So he did really well in soccer. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And okay. most most children at the school, they viewed him as pretty quiet, and some said he didn't have a lot of friends. Now, I know he did have, like, a couple of friends, but I don't mm-hmm. think he was, you know, standing out for having, like, groups of friends. And Yeah, he didn't need to be the in. rock star or anything. Now, when it comes to warning signs of anything happening, you know, in my digging, I don't see that there were. I think he was a pretty quiet kid that went under the radar. Okay, that's almost more terrifying. Exactly. Thank you. That's what I was thinking, too, because, not, I, like I said, I don't think anybody saw this coming. There, it, yeah. I don't get the impression there were these red flags that were overlooked like we see in some cases. You well, know. I feel like we see in many cases, especially many 
youth violence yeah. cases. But, I mean, I didn't find any of that. I don't know because if it was really, kept out of the media. struggling over the divorce isn't enough for me to be like, okay, red flag. Right. I mean, his, all, many kids struggle with their parents' divorce in one way or another. His mom did, in later interviews, indicate that he, after the divorce tended to snap really quickly. So there was some anger going on, but she didn't go into details as to what that meant. Like, I don't know if he was aggressive. I don't know if he was just snapping with like yelling. I wonder if this is more of a case of like pubescent psychopathy coming through, you know, just, we don't know until we know and his, his, you know, development Mm -hmm. at a certain stage and And here he goes. Yeah. I'll, I'll share with you a little bit about some of the history and we're going to dig into it afterwards too after I share the case with you. Philip's maternal grandmother and aunt both had a, a history of psychotic disorders. Okay. The defense would later point out that these genetics could be an indication that Chisholm suffered from some kind of psychosis. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll get into a little bit of that like afterwards because okay. they really do try to use that piece. Oh, I'm sure. Wouldn't you, know, you if you of, were the defense attorney? Heck yes, of yeah. course. That's like all they have. Yeah. Definitely. It does, you know, there is indication that Chisholm's childhood was chaotic. His mother left his father after his father was repeatedly unfaithful. Oh, it okay. sounds like he was cheating constantly. So she did end up leaving. Cool. Yeah. And so she moved in with friends. They moved to Tennessee. Like I said, that separation, I think, was very difficult for Philip. Yeah. And so we're talking states away. Yeah. Not so just like different zip code, you know, in the same county or something. Yeah. Like that. So he did lose. I mean, he lost that connection with his father, it sounds like. And yeah. he's now moving in with, with friends mm-hmm. of his mother's in Tennessee. Couch surfing. His mother then moved the family to Florida with her father temporarily. It sounds like they weren't there long. And then they went back to Tennessee. So he bounced around mm-hmm. a lot. And I think the family struggled with poverty. Lots of displacement. Yes. It sounds like Chisholm would, he shared a room with his two younger sisters. Like they only had the one bedroom. Okay. So it's it doesn't sound like the best childhood. Right. Clearly not. Yeah. Now, he was reported to spend a lot of days with his, uh, he had a friend, he would spend a lot of time with their family. Okay. Um, so, I think that was an escape for him, yeah. which I Maybe get that. Maybe provide a little balance for him. Yeah. Now, Dr. Richard Dudley, who later would interview Philip, said that he did show a lot of trauma-related symptoms. Sure. He said the teenager refused to talk about some of the issues and seemed disassociative from his own childhood experiences. But Dudley could never pinpoint what the trauma was. So he wouldn't disclose specifically like what. Hence the dissociative piece to it. Okay. So there is some indication like something traumatic happened. I don't know if it was the series of all of these things or something in between. Something else. Right. Yeah. He never would say. Or that he, his brain is currently protecting him from. Right. Mm -hmm. So we'll get back to the mental health issues after I tell you what happened, because they are significant in this case. Um, They were used as a defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll move into the events that happened. October 22nd of 2013, this is the day that Philip does murder his teacher. Now, it started out as an ordinary day of school. Everything went normal. And like I said, Colleen Ritzer had decided that she was going to stay after school and do a tutoring session for her students. And so this day, 
there were only two students that had stayed over. One of them was a female student, a teenage uh, girl, that she only stayed because she loved Colleen so much, and they were approaching a three-day weekend, so she wanted to spend time with her favorite teacher. Oh, my God, you're wrecking me. I know. And that precious girl. Yep, she just wanted to spend some time with her favorite teacher, and so she stayed That's after hard. in this in the the study session. Mm. And then the other person was Philip Chisholm. Mm-hmm. Phil Chisholm. Yep. So she only had the two at the time. And so I'm going to go into a series of events that happened. And this case is unique because after the fact, you can see all of this play out on the surveillance cameras yeah. at the school. Like. Yeah. That's what Jasmine sent to us. And it's yes. like, um, so no one was watching those cameras in live, in real time. Right. Because right. it's like, what? Because if, I mean, if anybody would have been watching them, seeing all of this play out, I mean, it's, I mean, he hand serves himself. Yeah. Yeah. There's but no denying. There's nobody around to witness any of this no. playing out. Um, yep. You see a couple people passing by, but honestly, they would have no idea. Probably without the cameras, he would have got away with it. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I don't know anything about the evidence that's found, but I mean, just from what I've seen on the cameras, it's like, oh, wow, if they didn't have those, you you might not have ever been pinpointed. Right. And I'll I'll share with you how it plays out. Like, once he's found, it's pretty, he's pretty suspicious. Okay. But he may never, you know, they, they may never have put it all together with yeah. the, without the cameras. I don't know. So at the beginning of the tutoring class, Colleen can be seen stepping out of her classroom and she's talking to one of her teacher friends briefly and it was it happened to be like buddy day at school so the teachers like dressed up as their favorite teacher buddy and so it was the they were both wearing purple this friend that she was talking to like they had dressed oh my gosh I know would you shut up with these things I that's <laughs> that's why it hurts me so much because it was like this ordinary day of school yes. they had the buddy day the buddy day and this little girl just wants to spend extra time with her she's looking forward to a three-day weekend yes, yes. Oh. staying after school with her students so she's chatting with this name's not mentioned and it probably shouldn't be anyway but the te- the friend of hers they're chatting the the teacher friend asks like oh who's staying after and so you can hear colleen on camera and she mentions the female student and then she also mentions that Philip Chisholm stayed after, but she really didn't know why he was there because he was doing really well in math. Like oh, he was really? very successful in her class. And so huh. he didn't really need the help. Like this is the only part that like you could probably look at as yeah. a red flag. Like yeah. why was he here? Yeah. So that friend, that teacher friend did know at least the two students that were there. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So yeah, they probably would have got to they, Philip pretty quickly. Then, they probably without the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, she mentioned them and um, they the two of them chat for a little bit and then Colleen returns to her classroom. So just a little bit later, Colleen exits the, the classroom. She walks down to the girl's bathroom. You can see her leave. She waves at one of her teacher friends and then she goes into the bathroom. So Philip immediately comes out into the hallway and he looks around to kind of see if anybody's out there. You'll see him put his left hand into his the pocket of his sweatshirt. He mm-hmm. had a very distinct, like, bright blue hoodie on. And he puts his hand in there, 
And what we would later find out is that he's checking for the box cutter that he had brought to school with him that day. Great. So he's you see him feel around and check for it. Well, then he notices that he is on camera. He sees the, the camera down the hall. And so then he proceeds to go back into the classroom. And I don't mean to laugh, but the mind of a 14-year-old. So he comes back out with the hood up. <laughs> yes. Now they'll never know who you are. Yep. You're totally, totally in disguise. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, this is like a cobalt blue, like yeah. bright sweatshirt. And you're the only two kids in the classroom dipshit. Yes. But so he comes back and out. And the other one's a female. Right. At that. Right. Brilliant. So he's fully disguised as he exits the classroom, and then he immediately heads down he's to the girls' fully room. fully disguised. Yes. No one knows that no, it's Phil it Jizz anymore. Yeah, it took hours to discover yes. it was him. Yes. So, so he, as he's walking down to the girls' room, he takes out a pair of gloves and starts to put them on um, as mm. he's entering the bathroom and weren't they like blue surgical like type gloves if I remember they, right they, yeah they were like the rubbery yeah. type of gloves so he puts those on as he's walking in but I mean they you can see him doing yep. that on sure camera can. so at that point 11 minutes go by and he is in the bathroom now obviously you can't see what is occurring in the bathroom but, but you can see that it's yes. been 11 minutes and she hasn't come out he hasn't come out Correct. And what happens is horrific. I'm going to, I want to kind of walk you through everything and then we'll go back to the details. But after the 11 minutes pass, you see another female student walk into the bathroom and she walks right the F back out. Like she goes in and immediately you see her come back out. Yep. She would later say that what she saw when she walked into the, the bathroom was the bare buttocks of Philip Chisholm. Oh, yeah, that'll cause me to turn right around, too. Going to be exiting immediately. Okay, so she didn't investigate, ask any questions, because she she's didn't. just like, bare boy butt. Yes. Yeah. Bare teenage ass, yeah. I'm out. Yes. Don't Don't want to know. Not my circus, not my monkeys. My understanding is that she did not see, like, anything happening sure. as far as the crime that was was well, occurring. She just saw his ass and, and left. Well, when you see the video, it was so fast. That so she's fast. in and out, I absolutely believe. She saw boy butt and was like, no. Oh, God, what's going on? For sure. And she left. Right. Yeah. Which, of course, you're automatically going to assume you're seeing two teenagers fuck. And that's the last thing that you really want to see right. at the end of the school day. So right. She probably how would I go, too? She didn't want to be probably seen no. by him. Right. And so... I don't I, want you seeing me seeing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do not fault her for that, but she, you know, that's what she saw. She left. Now, after she leaves the bathroom, I think this disrupted mm-hmm. what was happening because you see Philip then exit the bathroom. Now, when you wa- when you see him exit the bathroom, you see the hood that's still pulled up over his face. <laughs> Completely disguised. Fully him. disguised. Yes. We think it was Philip anyway. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. But you can see him kind of, like, he raises his hand up to to almost, like, pull down the Mm -hmm. hoodie, and it is covered in blood. Mm -hmm. It is, like, you can see it on camera just glowing. His gloves? Yeah, it probably was his glove. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he he goes to do this, and it's just completely red with blood. And you can see that very distinctly on the camera. And the the Mm -hmm. footage of this is haunting. When you know it what yes. occurred. Yep. 
Um, and then he like turns and walks down the stairs, and you get another glimpse of his hand dangling by him by his side. Yes, this was part of the footage covered. that Jasmine yeah. had sent to us about the case. Ugh. Um, he yeah, he's going. There's various cameras in the school, so you see like various angles of him after he had left the bathroom, and he's just walking around the school. Um, I think that at one point he either walked out of the school or somewhere because he changes. He comes back into camera view with like a red zip up. It looks like an Adidas Mm -hmm. jacket or something. It's like red with white stripes. Mm -hmm. Again, fully disguised. Of course. Yes, yes. We still have no idea who this kid is. Yeah. So, and then, no, I'm, I'm actually, I apologize. He go he goes down to just a white tee at that point. Like you see him come back in with the white tee. He gets a, a zip up later too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just so everything is just so like sporadic. I it's just odd. Mm-hmm. But he's seen he starts running around the hallways. You can see him like running around. I don't know if he was trying to figure out what to do or what he was going to do next, but you just see this series of him like walking, running back and forth in his white tee. In the white tee. Huh. Then he does, I believe, go out to change because he does come back in with the red The red up. Adidas. Okay. Yes. He also, and mind you, this is pre-COVID. This is 2013. He comes back in with the red zip up and a face mask. It's like oh, a pull up. Oh, that's right. A black like pull up, like a, a dicky. Who is it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like a little dicky yeah, over it's like his a little face. Pull up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Philip? We don't don't know. know. So he runs into one of his friends at one point, and this is like as he's going back into the hall with the bathroom, and uh, he, you can see him to try to deter that friend from the vicinity of the bathroom. And the friend you see on camera like raise his hands, like "What the heck? What are you doing?" But it it does work because he turns around and starts going in the direction of Philip, who's, like, running at that point. Yeah. Like, running very quickly away. So after he gets the friend to kind of go in the opposite direction, you see Philip come back into view going toward the bathroom, and he has a full-sized trash bin. Yeah, like a household dumpster that you would put on your curb. Exactly. How? How? So I don't know if he went out... And changed and then, like, retrieved this and was making sure it was okay to bring it in. But he brings this full-size, like, modern yeah. waste yes. trash bin And all school. I could think of was, did he, is this a school where there are homes very, very nearby and he just grabbed it out of somebody's driveway? I wonder that, too. Because the schools themselves Probably would have, have dumpsters. Yeah. Like, big, you know, the big dumpsters, not a, not a bin, like a household bin. Yeah. And these are, like, the kind on wheels, you guys, that's, like, for a full family size. Yeah, like, when you're taking your trash out, yeah. your trash pickup, yeah, and... Yeah. Your trash bin. I mean, it's a good size bin. It is. It's the same size that we use for our family of six. Yeah. It's a, you know, bigger one on wheels. There's nobody, like, you don't see anybody as he's pull, he's dragging it down the hall. So, I mean, he was able to get it in there. And let me think, let me run this by you, now that I'm thinking about it. Some offices do use those for their shredding oh and then a shredding company comes and dumps them that could be so maybe it wasn't outside at all maybe it was in an office yeah it could have been because he he you know disappears from camera view here and there like there's different angles that show him kind of running around the school 
but I did not see where he got it from. It just, yeah. it's like it all comes of a sudden back he's in. in the hallway wheeling in this, this thing. Not suspicious at all. Yeah. But he's got his mask up. He's got the red jacket on. And he has this full-size trash bin. He takes it into the bathroom. He's in there a couple minutes. And then you see him, like, visibly struggling with this yes. trash bin as he's pulling it back out of the bathroom as is, as if it's heavy. Yes. And there's something in it that he's, you know, it's weighed down mm-hmm. as he's pulling it out. She did not deserve to be put she in a trash didn't. bin. She didn't. It's just such a horrible thing that happens. Like I said, this wonderful teacher staying after school to help her students and this horrible, horrible murder happens. So he's still on video. He's seen wheeling the trash bin out of the school. And there's a video, there's camera outside of the school too. And he knows he's on video. That's why he pulled the hood up. So he knows the cameras are still working and still doing this trash bin situation and i don't know instead of just leaving her i don't know if he didn't realize how many cameras were in the school that show him like running around and you know obviously changing that one in that pivotal hallway that he that was right by the bathroom door yes that's the one that he saw that made him put his hood up for his major disguise anyway yes it's like you realize that they're seeing you keep going in and out of the women's bathroom and now with a dumpster the whole you know in and out Right. Where, what? I know. 14, man. Brain not fully developed. So this is also chilling because the camera outside the school, you see Philip wheeling, like he's pulling it behind him, wheeling it down the sidewalk, passing people. Like there's a man with his dog. Yes. And it's just, it gives you the chills because they had no idea. That poor man had no clue what was going on. And I mean, if I saw somebody hauling a dumpster, I wouldn't think anything of it. They're like, oh. Kids yep. probably taking the trash out or something. Yep. But, yeah, it's just a very haunting image of him just wheeling it outside. So what he does is he proceeds to take the trash can out into the nearby woods that was around the school. And he would proceed to do unimaginable, thing, unimaginable things to Colleen. Oh, and in the woods? In the woods. Oh. Like I said, so I'm going to this give... is why he didn't leave her there in the school. He wasn't done. I believe that you are correct. I'm sitting here like, why is he even, what does he think he's doing? Covering up the, Mm -hmm. you know, the crime by taking her body out? Like, okay, no, he just was not complete. Yeah. So I I think that's part of it. Um, We'll get to a little bit of, there's some, a couple theories with, Mm -hmm. with what happened. Um, I'm going to walk you through kind of what happens first, the playing out the rest of the day, and then we'll go back into what's discovered. This is going to piss you off, just a heads up. After he gets done dumping Colleen's body and doing, like I said, horrific things to her, and I forgot to mention, he does go back into the school at one point and grab his belongings, and he took Colleen's belongings as well, and I apologize. I think I missed that. I got a little ahead of myself. Okay. but So he is seen coming back into the classroom and grabbing all of their things was the other girl already gone um her you know session it, it i don't like, know is she ever like hey where's miss colleen and that why are a, you taking her shit that's a good question because it does not um i didn't see any information on that i don't know how long that poor girl stayed in class waiting for or if he came in and was like she went home sick that so could we're be dismissed. too 
Because I don't see her exiting, which they could have just left that out too, but yeah. I don't see footage of her exiting. So she may have been waiting and you're right. He may have been like, hey, yeah, she went home. I'm grabbing her stuff or something like that. Right. But he takes all of her stuff with him as well. And I believe this was before he comes back with the trash bin. Like he went in when he was frantically running around. Okay, and before he even removed her from the school. Yes. Okay. It, it was part of his like frantic running. I see. He grabs all of their stuff and and takes it out to wherever. Okay. So after he disposes of her body, he proceeds to go to BJ's Wholesale Club where he buys a drink. And he does this using Colleen's credit card. Yeah. Because you haven't done enough to victimize her. Right. He had stolen this from her wallet, and then he used it to buy food at Wendy's. Oh. After that, he proceeds to go to the movies on Colleen, of course. Oh, my God. And he bought a ticket to the movie Gravity. So he treated himself to little Wendy's. Wendy's and a movie. A gas station pop. Yeah. Wendy's and a movie. You couldn't pick anything better than Wendy's? (laughs) Like, what about a Taco Bell, a Chick-fil-A, something? You go to Wendy's? He was probably just really craving himself a flame-broiled burger. It could be. I mean, they have a triple bacon. They have... Right. You know, the spicy chicken's our favorite. It is a good... I love the spicy chicken. They should really sponsor us. We talk about them a lot I do. I served them well for years. You did. The high-rise pants with the pleats. I wore those. With it's, pride. It's just such a teenage thing to me that he's like, oh, I've got this I credit card. Got, I can go to Wendy's. Yeah. Get me some Wendy's, nugs. Go see Gravity. Yeah. In the meantime, he's 14 and his parents are wondering what mm-hmm. about where he's at? Exactly. That is precisely what happens. Okay. Um. So like I said, the video footage, this was not discovered right away. Phil, Philip was not immediately a suspect in this. Um, nobody had any idea what had happened because, like I said, no one saw this all play out. Now, when you look at the cameras, it's a, I mean, it's I don't want to say obvious. beautiful layout, but no. I mean, it's yeah. very it obvious. Gives, it's a, you know, if I'm going to get an investigation, I'd like it to be laid out that nicely as, for me as yes. well. Yes. I mean, the timeline is is pin pinpointed. Yep. and Takes the guesswork out of it. But nobody knew this yeah. at first. So it's not like they were looking at him as any type of suspect. Is there evidence suspect. in the bathroom? Um, I, you know, I don't think so. I think he okay. did somewhat clean up okay. after, because I don't think anybody discovered that. I see, where they're like, a crime has been committed in this right. bathroom. Okay. So what did happen is hours later, Philip's mom is like, where is he? Yeah. He's 14. Yeah. He's treating himself to the last movie he'll ever see, which I'm sorry yeah. that it ended up being Gravity. It's right. your of, last movie Of all the movies. Movie. All right. But no, she's he didn't come home, and so hours are rolling by, and she's like, where is he? So she is very worried. Yeah, of course. And she ends up calling the police to report him missing. So the police begin their search for him. They're searching for a while, and they, they do end up finding him. He's walking down some abandoned, like, desolate road. And originally they were like, yay, we found him. He's safe. We can bring him home. Like, like yeah. I said, they did they not know. have a clue what had happened. Well, at this point in time, they haven't found Colleen, right? Correct. Yeah. And so they they found him, and it was about midnight when they saw him walking down this road. Wow. Now, like I said, he wasn't suspect of anything, but they did decide that they would search his belongings since it was it was such an odd you know, yes. situation with yeah. him walking 
randomly down the Pretty road. Pretty standard procedure, too. Yeah. yeah. So when they search him, this is when things start to get suspicious. Because he's got Colleen's credit card. They found Colleen's credit card, her ID. Oh. And they also found a bloody pair of women's underwear that he had kept. Okay, you sicko scrub. Exactly. That's why I said we've got a real scrub on our hands. Uh... When the police asked him where he got these things, he was only able to mutter a very confusing statement of the girls. That's all he said. The girls. Fucking creepy. So they were probably like, I don't know what that means, but we're going right. to go ahead and take you yeah. in. We won't be taking you to your mother right yeah. now. Yep, you're coming in with us. Yeah. So he does go down to the police station, and they, they do start interrogating him. It's about 2.30 a.m. by the time they get to... Asking him, like, what the F? Yeah. What's going this on? This is weird. Um, during the interrogation, I tried to find it because I had seen some articles that it was released, but I could not find it. I don't know if it just it was pulled afterwards, but I really wanted to see it. It doesn't sound like it took a whole lot it for him to confess. It doesn't take a whole lot to break a 14-year-old, I'm sure. Probably not. Especially one that is possibly having a psychotic situation. Right. So according to the police, um, Philip did, he ended up confessing to what he did somewhat. Okay. He told the police that he did kill his teacher. He confessed to that. Oh. He does end up telling them that, that he killed her. Everybody is probably wondering, like, why? Why? What was, was there a reason behind this? What he told police is his reason, his why that he did this is that his teacher had used some kind of trigger word that made Philip very upset, but he wouldn't tell the police what this trigger was that set him off. So it's nothing. That's so the pretty best much you can no come reason. up with. Okay, no. You wanted to sexually assault her. That is the reason. And I and the autopsy, the person that did it later said that this was very this was a sexually motivated yep. crime. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, he's just at 14 not going to, well, they never really want to admit it anyway, but. Yeah, yeah it yeah, sounded a like a, uh, Give me a I was triggered. You fucking like, doofus. Yeah, so that's what he said, but like I said, wouldn't say what the word was, but that was his Cause, reason. Because it doesn't exist. I agree with you. No. Get out of here, jizz. So. <laughs> God. Oh. Philip admitted that around 3.30 p.m. he did enter the girls' bathroom. Yeah, thanks, Phil. We got you on the camera. Yeah, you literally are seen doing that. He said that he proceeded to knock Colleen out with a karate chop and then sliced her neck with the box cutter several times. I don't believe the karate chop part. I think that is grandiose fantasy. I I wondered that, too, a 14-year-old kid. I mean, just a karate chop. Is there a local dojo? (laughs) Right? No. I I don't I like I don't I don't know. But That's just a very strange word. It, it, to me that seems like a grandiose fantasy. Well, I think the whole confession was definitely minimized in you know disclosing the details. I knocked her out with a one karate, yeah, karate chop. Karate chop and then he said that he cut her neck several times. Now, okay, now that I believe. He did. But like I said, I feel like it was very minimized just from what I read of the confession. He denied sexually assaulting his teacher during his initial confession. Um, He did use a map to help show police where the body would be located. That is how they ended up finding her. So he was 
forthcoming and at least that information of that he did it and where the body was. They do go to that location and they find Colleen's body in the woods. They find her naked from the waist down and she had been brutally raped with a stick. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, like I said, it he did yeah. not disclose any of the sexual assault details, and he no, said it wasn't not. sexually motivated, but the autopsy yeah. would Proves otherwise. Proves, prove otherwise. It appears as though you can add liar, liar, pants on fire to your rap sheet. Yes, you can. The person that did the autopsy, and this was for the defense, I will say, um, or for, I'm sorry, for the prosecution, this, this was completed... For them, um, her name's Anna McDonald. She does believe, like I said, this was a very sexually motivated mm-hmm. crime. Anna also did indicated that there were two causes of death: one being asphyxiation, and the mm-hmm. other one would be the knife wounds to the neck, which were so deep and extensive that they reached vertebrae okay. and they hit three major blood vessels. So this wow. wasn't just a couple slashes to the neck. No. This like was he had violent. indicated. Right. Of course this not. This was brutal. Now the strangulation, I I was going to suggest that with his whole karate chop thing, I don't believe any of that. I mean, why would we believe this dry heave anyway? But right. he strangled her. Yes. And, and now they do. probably brutally stabbed her. Yeah. And that's, that is what they lean toward with the the autopsy. Because why would you need to strangle after you've stabbed that aggressively? Right. She's gone. And that's what, at that point, that's what Anna indicated is that it would have been hard to do the strangulation with the neck being so severely Co- right, cut. Right. Right. Exactly. So they do lean toward that, but they do, she did say they had a hard time distinguishing what the actual cause of death was because they were both within the same amount of time. The other horrible part of this case and with the autopsy, um, this is a quote from, from Anna. It says, it's the remote edge of possibility that she may have still been alive in the bathroom after being stabbed, strangled, and sexually assaulted. Now, remember, he denied the sexual assault, but the but after student... the three, it hit three vessels, wouldn't she have bled? Or is it just saying she was bleeding out and So, still yeah, alive? they said that she definitely would have been unconscious, but they, there isn't. It's hard to determine whether she was still maybe alive, but there is a, a slight possibility she may have still been alive. And I'm assuming that they don't know the series of events of what she sexually assaulted before, possibly while she was being strangled, before the cuts, after, you know, post-mortem. Yes, and this was this was very important because it would determine, you know, if she was dead at the time of the sexual assault in the woods. Like, that's a, we're talking like a difference in charges yeah. for him. Yeah, So... My understanding, though, it was very difficult to find the substantial evidence as to whether she was or wasn't. Okay. But there is a possibility she was. I pray she mm. was not. Yep, me I too. pray she was not. Um, but we don't We don't know. And all of that took place in 11 minutes. The strangulation, in the, bathroom. the sexual assault, and the um, yes. wounds. One of the theories in that is, so there was two arguments. I, I told you I was, I was going to tell you about the theories in this. Yeah. That the, you know, during the trial they tried to, tried to argue. Um the the theory is that if she was still alive, that student walking in, it disrupted the sexual assault. And so he wasn't done with her. And that's what 
you know, when you see him frantically running, like he was trying to find something to t- get her out of the school mm-hmm. to finish mm-hmm. what he had started. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, his attorneys argued that no, she had a quick death in the school. You know, she was killed then and he was then disposing of the body. Mm-hmm. So there was that, you know, that, that was the two arguments. And okay. it was hard to distinguish which one of those was the was truth. actually factual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, the result is the same, though. I mean, really. Like, yeah, they're arguing over nuances for the sake of a sentencing, essentially. And whether she was dead or alive, what he did in the woods was horrible. Yes, that is disgusting. Exactly. I'm going to go over some of the details of the trial. Like I said, he did end up confessing to killing her. Mm -hmm. Um, He did not. My understanding is he never admitted to the sexual assault, even though it was proven, you know. Yeah. Fuck Um, off, man. Yeah. So some of the details of the trial, it didn't take place for a couple years. It took a couple years to get to it. Well, I'm sure they had to do all the psychological testing and all that. And that's, so they were obviously prepping for all of this. Her poor family. I know. It breaks my heart for them. So he was indicted on first degree murder charges on November 21st of 2013. Um, The charges, additional charges included aggravated rape to counts unnatural rape he was indicted as a youthful youthful offender um i'm sorry i forgot the date he was indicted as a youthful offender offender on the same date as the murder charge okay and then um later for the natural rape in january of 2014 so he wasn't charged as an adult we will get to that okay yep that's literally next on the list he was also charged with the armed robbery because he stole her shit and went to the movies right right so and that was also in november of 2013 now Yes, funny you ask that. So with Massachusetts law, if you commit either murder or felony charges, you can be tried as an adult from the ages of 14 to 17. Okay. So, yes, he was tried as an adult for these crimes. Well, this was very adult-like behavior. It was very adult-like. As I mentioned earlier, Philip's attorneys, they tried to play very heavily on the insanity sure. case. Like I said, his family had an history of mental illness and there were signs of trauma that that were indicated in uh, when he talked to the psychologist so the argument that was presented for philip is that he could have been experiencing a psychotic break or a manic episode of some kind that there was a possibility of him maybe being schizophrenic but the problem with this is as You know, many of you probably know, you can't really have a full-blown diagnosis of schizophrenia until you're at least 18. Right. So that one didn't really go in their favor. Typically not even, I mean, usually it's more like early 20s. Yeah. So that one, you know, didn't really, it wasn't a win Mm -hmm. for them. Philip did have to undergo a series of assessments and evaluations. And a lot of these were specifically designed basically to determine if someone's faking insanity. Sure. He was given a series of tests that included an inkblot test, the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory for Adolescents, the Structured Interview of Reported Symptoms, the Miller Forensic Assessment of Symptoms Test, and the Disassociative experiences scale so he was tested quite extensively yeah yeah, I was just gonna say that and the the experts that testified for the prosecution they did indicate that he was faking or exaggerating his mental illness Mm -hmm. and so he was 
found fit to stand trial. Okay. So the insanity thing, it wasn't. Sorry, it's not going to stick. It's not. The it did not hold are showing up. that it's not going to stick. Right. Well, even just in some of his behaviors that he did, I would agree with that, of stealing her stuff. Stealing to, her you know, stuff. To, to take her away. Take her away from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other parts, too, of, you know, checking checking for his box cutter, covering yes. his face. Yeah, the co- I forgot about the covering your face. He knew he was doing something wrong. He, he did. And I think we were just talking before we started, you know, I've seen people in some pretty scary scary manic phases and they are not with yeah. reality yes. not even close and his actions show that he very much did you know plan this out what he did was poorly planned i mean of with course the camera but he was aware of the camera yep. and then covered his face he knew he was doing something wrong yep so that's those are the parts for me where i'm tried like, no. to lure his friend away yes from the hallway yep so i, I don't buy it either yep. i mean yes he probably did have trauma. I'm mm-hmm. sure, obviously, mental health came into play. Mm-hmm. But I don't... And a lot of people do, and they don't commit murder. Exactly. So one of the questions in this was why even... I mean, he confessed, why have a trial? So people were asking, you know, those types of questions. Sure. There could have possibly... There was a possibility of a plea deal, but the prosecution did not want to offer him one. They... Good. Felt they had an extremely strong case against him. Of course. Look at the footage. Yes. And this this teacher was loved by her students and her family and community. She was. She was doing a service for the community by teaching the freaking youth. She doesn't deserve to have her murderer get a plea deal. Exactly. And so and yes, when they found all that footage, they're like, We have a solid case yeah. that he's not insane. Yeah. And we want to go after yeah, him. Yeah, we're not going for a plea deal. Now I his don't attorney, blame them. you know, wanted to prove the insanity case. So that's why there was this reason for the trial, because mm-hmm. they were both like, right. He's insane. No, he's not. Yeah. And and this was a big deal at the time in this area because like you said, she was so loved and mm-hmm. just the you know, the brutal I mean it happened in a school yes, and in the middle of the day so yeah this was a big deal at the time so the trial it went on for several months it started um at the beginning of October 2016 and it's wow. closing three, arguments three years later I know which I'm sure it took a long time for them to prepare I know yeah and but, get all those assessments because he was extensively you know was he incarcerated that whole he was. time? He was Good. held in some kind of detention facility, which there's some details about that I'm going get, to get to in a minute. Closing arguments were given on December 14th of 2016. I'll just tell you about the part right now in the detention center. So he was held at a facility, and he tried basically the same thing there with a social worker that was um, seeing him, or, you know, I don't know. Checking in with him mm-hmm. or whatever. And he worker. attempted to sexually assault his worker. Wow. While he was really? being held. Yes. He was never convicted in that. My understanding is that they didn't put that in, you know, part as part of the trial because he was already waiting for this. It was a separate thing. And then yeah. he went to, pri- you know, he right. goes to prison. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. So after the jury deliberated, they did determine that, Phil was guilty. As I said, he does go to prison. He was sentenced to life in prison. But here's the kicker. Um, So even though Massachusetts law does state that 14-year-olds can be tried, juveniles can be tried um, 
for felony and murder charges, there's also a requirement a requirement that the possibility of parole yes. with juveniles um, must occur after 25 years. Yep, I do remember that from other cases I've read about. So his sentence that he got for the murder was life with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, I guess one of the, I would say maybe more relieving things, because that would have put him back out into society fairly young yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely did. still sexually, call, you know, av- available. Yes, for sure. They did give him an only additional. Be right. So there was an additional sentence for the sexual assault, the brutal sexual assault. Okay. Of a mandatory forty years. Okay. So that still would put him out if he does become eligible for parole. He'd yeah. be about fifty six. Okay. Oh yeah, because I forgot this was three years after. Yep. So okay, it's still. If, I mean, he's still. If it's allowed. Yeah, if it's allowed, I don't know if it will be. Um, I don't know how it's going for him in prison. I didn't really look, but you know, he would step. That was he on would the definitely table. Definitely still be. Very, very capable of sexually assaulting women at 56, 57 years old. And that's scary to me. That's For another 20 years, really. I it, mean, yes. and with Viagra, Jesus, even more. Oh, I my mean, God, I know. It, it is. It's scary to me because 56, well, and you in don't my need eyes, your, it's not that old. It's not. And you don't need your penis to sexually assault someone anyway. So Right. And, 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 and he did that. Yep. He has shown that. Oh, so gosh. I hope at those parole hearings in the future that her family is there fighting. I'm sure they will be. I agree. But the brutality of it and, the, and no, 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 yeah. no, no. And you know, I my, don't care if he was only 14. These are not behaviors that I that you outgrow. Sorry. No, and he had attempted it again. I don't know if it was Correct. part of his right. trying to claim insanity, waiting for the right. trial. But Maybe. no matter what, he still right. did it. He's still willing to do it to attempt again. it again. Yeah, no. So that's a deviance that has no healing. So yeah, Philip is he is in prison still. Like I said, he has the at least maximum of forty years that he has to serve. Yeah, but that's that's the case of of Aww. Philip Chisholm and. Phil Jizz vic- and yeah. a beautiful victim. Colleen Ritzer, rest yeah. in peace. It, it just breaks my heart that she was only 24 and yes. did not get to. Her poor family. Yeah. She didn't get to live her life. She didn't. And she sounds like an amazing woman that she Clearly. was a teacher and yes. an amazing one. And yep. it's it's just heartbreaking to me. It is. So, yeah, that's the case. Well, thank you, I think. Thanks, Jasmine, for finding that and yeah, sending thank it you. our way. And uh, so sorry that that happened to her. But can you leave us at least on something funny with a I, brain bath? I will. My dear, we do not like to leave our people sad. No, we don't. We will deliver to make sure that they don't leave sad. I do have a brain bath in light of Christmas just passing us. You know, it's still the holiday season. It is. So I do have a little uh, Christmas ditty that I'm going to share with you. I love a little ditty. (laughs) I know you like a little ditty, so I'm bringing you one. Uh, The title of this, it says, This Christmas I gave you my heart attack, and it was fake. So (laughs) we're going back to Florida, trusty old Florida. Of course. It says, according to police, a Florida man faked a heart attack in the aisles of a Jacksonville, you guessed it, Walmart. I was just going to say, tell me it's a Walmart. All of our delicious stories Ah. happen in Walmart. 
And where else are you going to fake a heart attack? Exactly. I mean, really. <laughs> if I do, it's going to be... It's going to be in a Walmart. Right in Walmart. Yes. So this was in December. Um, he was creating a distraction as his accomplice bolted the store with a shopping cart full of children's toys. Among the items were a motorized toy car and a Barbie glam vacation house. I don't fault <gasps> oh, them for that. I'm sure it wasn't to give to toys for tots, though. Yeah, Probably not. No. Did they need this? Were they so hard on their luck they were just stealing Christmas presents for their kids? Because... I hope so. I hope I'm there's some kind of like moral to this. Yeah, I'm not completely. I'm not mad sh- at them. Yeah, really. just yet. I want to know. So, in th- I felt this was fitting because it's just a lesson, both in my case and in the Walmart story, that cameras oh, exist shit. today. Guys, everywhere you go, don't be picking your nose or your butt. The cameras are watching. And so the pair, uh, 27-year-old Gerard Dupree and 30-year-old Tara Scott, somehow neglected to account for the security cameras at the big spot. The retailer, retailer, I can't talk. (laughs) The retailer. (laughs) Which captured every moment. Of course it did. Obviously, they went back to view cameras and... Saw them together yes, putting planning. the toys in there. Yep. Yeah. Planning all of this. Her leaving him in yep. the chip aisle. As he goes with, into heart attack right, mode. Right. In her bolting, bolting out. out. Okay. I mean, we all wanted a Barbie vacation house. Yes. I would have loved one. I get it. And who doesn't like a little misdirection for your criminal <laughs> right. activities? You create, I mean, it works for Vin Diesel. It does. It works for The Rock. I mean, every major movie star, they create a diversion and they get away with what they need and to. And they pull it off. Yeah. And I, I'm sure yes. that these two thought they would as well, but they were unfortunately um, handcuffed shortly after footage was viewed. And they were charged with grand theft. Sure. Grand theft because it was the Barbie mansion, not just the house. Yep. (laughs) It wasn't the Barbie RV. Basic house. Yeah. Maybe they would have been fine, but yeah, so that's your brain bath for today. Remember cameras are out there for a reason and these are why. I'm gonna pretend like they were stealing them to give their kids a good Christmas and pretend that they had zero money in their bank account, not they just were stealing for the thrill of stealing. Right. Ah. Let's hope it was. It was a rough, you know, Christmas and they needed to, to do something. Fake a heart attack. I mean, prove it's not happening. Yeah. Yes. True. Like, God, what are we going to do? You're going to fake a heart attack. Cardiac arrest. Yeah. That's what, Here it is. what else would you go with? Right. I mean, right. Cardi- a good old fashioned cardiac arrest. Right. I mean, sometimes I feel like doing that if I'm in an awkward social situation. I'm like, oh, we need to get out of here. What should I do? Oh, heart attack. Uh, I got uh, you. Then later yes. be like, oh, I'm sorry. That was just heartburn. Yeah. Little indigestion. Some GERD. You know, some social situations, a heart attack might be a better I option. I feel like we need fade, to keep faking one. In our back pocket. Yeah. Of how we get each other out of things. Thank you to this lovely couple yes. for the idea. I'm still not mad at them. Yes. Man. I'm not either. I'm not either. So <laughs> there you have it. Yes. Caught thank, on camera. Thank you for that. And we hope you guys keep it curious and keep listening. Follow us on social media. And until next time, bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.